Good morning, everyone. Welcome, welcome, and thank you, Jenny, for that uh, great music that centered our spirits and got us ready for worship this morning. Welcome to our online and on-site worship service at the United Methodist Church of Westlake Village for the second Sunday of Advent, December 6th. Blessings to all of you who have tuned in or who have shown up to worship this morning. We hope you have your home Advent wreath at the ready for worship today. In just a, a brief bit, we'll be lighting our second Advent candle here at worship, and we will be encouraging you to do the same at home with your own family Advent wreath. Now, if you don't have an Advent wreath at home, uh, it's not the end of the world, but we'd love you to do that. And if you have some questions about how to pull that off, Pastor Rachel is full of answers for you. So just uh, give a call down to the office or email her directly and uh, let her know uh, what your challenge is about not having an Advent wreath at home and uh, she will solve that for you and get you on board so that we all will be able to use it. I know mine at home comes from about uh, two decades ago. We've been able to keep ours all these years and we use it not just to light on Sunday, uh, but we use it uh, at dinner time all week. So we're lighting the first Advent candle uh, for those seven days, and then as, the, as this Sunday starts, we'll be lighting two Advent candles. Um, and we do it for our dinner time. So it's, it's a marvelous way to not only uh, elicit a sense of grace at dinner, but to keep yourself mindful for the coming forward of the birth of Christ in your heart and in your family's life. Today is also Communion Sunday, so we partake in communion here on campus, and you're encouraged to partake in communion at home, uh, just as we've been doing over the last nine months. It's amazing, isn't it, to think about it. We've been doing this for nine months. Uh, bless your souls for uh, making that happen. You want to make sure that you have your communion elements close by. Those of you who are here on campus, if you did not pay attention to them being available uh, for you as you entered, uh, uh, find a way, not during the sermon, uh, to head over there and get, a, uh, get your little packet so that you can take care of communion. And those of you at home, you want to take some time right now, if you are not already set, to get a piece of bread and some juice at the ready for you by where you're sitting so that when the communion time comes up, you're ready to participate with us. The power of the Holy Spirit really is marvelous in the way that it consecrates and empowers this sacrament under these circumstances, particularly under these circumstances of physical distancing and pandemic. The Spirit prevails. I've been asked to make an announcement about the Christmas gift market. It continues. Uh, be sure to connect with the... Uh, with this mission outreach, if you haven't yet, you can do that through our website. There's instructions on that also with what's sent out on Friday nights and Sunday nights through the church's constant contact. Um, and we have Kathy with us today here in worship. So if, if you're at a loss on how to participate and you're part of the worshiping crowd this morning, you can just talk, uh, keep your distance, but talk to Kathy on the way out and, and she'll fill you in. Also, we are uh, 
still in the midst, since we have not received everybody's pledge card yet of our stewardship campaign for the fall. Uh, we want our church to thrive next year, not just to scrape by or to uh, just stay open. So if you have not yet participated in our stewardship campaign, please uh, prayerfully go to Jesus about this and talk to uh, the Lord about how you might be a part of making ministries happen on his behalf through our community of faith. Uh, we need your support. We need it to be substantial to continue doing uh, what we are doing. So please be uh, prayerful and mindful of this uh, appeal. These Sundays of August or of Advent and Christmas tide, we're we're doing something different that I hope is going to work for those of you present. I know it will work for those who are online. We are going to be looking at the artwork of John August Swanson as uh, as a help for us to uh, comprehend the Christmas birth narrative and to draw closer to the Spirit as the Spirit would talk to us this year. If you look in the covenant, you'll see his biography. And just to quickly remind you, if you haven't looked at that, that, that his father was from Sweden and his mother was from Mexico and he was reared in the Roman Catholic Church and began his art. He was called to art clearly because he began art at a very early age. His medium is called seriographs, which is a great word for... Um, silkscreen art and if you're familiar with silkscreen you're doing different layers different passing of layers of color through this screen some of his uh, some of his artwork has gone through that process 40 to 60 times laying on a color laying on a color laying on another color some of those colors are affecting the color before them and changing it a little others are just complementing by filling in the uh, other places on the artwork. You will have an opportunity whenever you want to go online to johnaugustswanson.com to, to take a look at other pieces of work besides the ones that we'll be showing you through our worship experience. And you'll see in these pieces of work that, that there's uh, influences from a variety of genres, uh, Orthodox and, and Byzantine iconographs, uh, illumination manuscripts, you'll see 20th century Mexican muralists, you'll see the, the feeling of opera and circus as a part of this. It's just vibrant Latin American folk art type backgrounds are all messed together in this artwork. So if when it comes on during the sermon, if where you're seated, you're not seeing it very well in the screen, uh, maybe you want to scoot up or rotate a little bit better. We'll see if uh, some of our helpers can help to move the screen if that's necessary. You should be able to see very well at home in that our tech people have these images brought up in close-ups of different segments of the images uh, to see. This, this artwork is, is a way by which for us to take a fresh look at the different segments of the Christmas story that we've heard all the years of our life if we've been raised in the church. Um, his colors, the, the vibrancy of his work, and then what is there to be seen uh, prompts us to, to think a little bit more about what we look at and what we hold 
dear to ourselves as, as we approach this part of the story or that part of the story. So I hope you find it not only different, but also um, powerful to you as you approach the, the story of the birth of Christ with a little different of a pathway than typical. So, uh, here we go. Let us uh, center our spirits, take a breath, and uh, invite the power of the Holy Spirit into our lives as we worship the living Lord. Come thou long expected Jesus born to set thy people free from our fears and sins release us let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth. Well, we are about to light our Advent candles. Warren has a video of a family at home, the Peaks, lighting the Advent candles at home, and I'm going to be inviting Jacob Johnson to come forward and to light the candles as Lila and Marley do it at home. Lord, be with us today. Remind us that with you nothing is impossible. Open our minds to the greetings of angels and the inbreaking of joy. Help us to see the messages of joy that enter our lives and invite us to leap with gratitude. Shine your light on us so that we might reflect joy to the world. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, be with us, shine your light, color the world with Christmas, filling us with joy. Peace, the 
pause the time in our worship service where I'm talking to our children. So if you're at home, I'd invite you to come close to your TV screens, your computer monitors, your cell phones, so that we can talk with one another. I know you can't talk with me, and that makes me a little sad, but I look forward to hearing from your parents the things that you say during worship that go along with what we're talking about. Both our Sunday School curriculum, which was posted online yesterday, and our sermon today talks about a visit that Mary had from an angel. And we have this gift of hearing the story of the angel showing up to Mary and the angel saying, do not be afraid. I come with good news. And then the angel tells Mary about this gift that she's going to receive, that she is going to carry baby Jesus and that she is going to bring God into the world in human form. It's pretty amazing. And I gotta admit that I would want to hear do not be afraid as well because that's a little intimidating to think about the fact that God chose me if I were Mary. Clearly I'm not, but if I were Mary, it, that God chose me. But the angel clearly says, do not be afraid. And Mary thinks about it, prays about it for just a second and says, let it be so. If that is God's will, I will follow that path. And that is a great joy for each and every one of us. As we approach Christmas in this Advent season, we get to take the time to pray and to talk to God about how God might be inviting us on a journey as well, how God might be inviting us to open our hearts and to receive God's gift with joy the gift of Emmanuel, and the gift that God is always active in our lives. I hope that this season you will find joy, you will find hope, you will find peace, and you will find love so that we can grow together as people of faith. Will you join me in a moment of prayer? We'll do our repeat after me prayer and talk to God. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for tomorrow. Thank you for loving us. Help us to find joy and let go of fear as we join you on our journey of faith. Amen. child play the oboe and bagpipes merrily he is born the holy child sing we all of the savior mild through long ages of the past prophets have foretold his coming through long ages of the now the time has come at last. He is born the holy child. Play the oboe and bagpipes merrily. He is born the holy child. Sing we all of the Savior mild. Please join me in a moment of prayer. 
Awesome and almighty God, we give you thanks for this day. Thanks for the sun shining, the birds singing, and the activity of your spirit all around us. Help us to be present to your love and light, that we might find the gifts and opportunities of joy this day and throughout our Advent season. Help us to reflect on the story of Mary and the angel visiting her, and how she willingly steps into the story that you've invited her into. Help us to open our hearts to the ways in which you invite us into our own journeys of faith, walking with you, growing with you, and becoming more like Christ as we take steps to follow your guidance and wisdom. Be with us this day and always that we continue to seek the ways in which you are offering opportunities and blessings. Soften our hearts, open our minds, remove the earwax from our ears so that we can be aware of when you are calling to us, making yourself known, and inviting us to see how our story connects to your larger story in ways that are surprising, yet amazing to know that you want us to be co-creators with you in the creation of your peaceable kingdom. As your people of faith, we lift up prayers for the following people that have been brought to our attention. We join with Jeannie Severance in lifting up prayers for Arlene Poling and family on the death of her younger brother this past week. Offer healing, offer comfort, offer a sense of peace in the midst of their grief. Let them know your presence. We pray for everyone who is impacted by the coronavirus, from teachers that are adapting to families that are figuring out how to shelter at home again during shutdowns, to feelings of isolation, to issues of health, and finding ways to, to recover if we have contracted the virus. We continue to lift up Carolyn Harrison in prayer as she uh, works to, to beat the coronavirus in her body, and we pray that there are no long-term or lasting effects from her, her contracting this virus. This pandemic is impacting all of us, Lord. Help us to not get discouraged by the length of time or the process that we are going in waves, but instead continue to see little glimmers of your peace, your presence, even in the midst of this difficult time. As we approach Christmas this Advent season, we recognize that there's some within our community who are missing loved ones. Maybe this is the first holiday season that they've had without a partner, a child, a parent, and we recognize that it can be hard for them. Let all of our loved ones know that as they are grieving this season, that they are not alone, but they have a family of faith who walk with them, who are lifting them up and acknowledging that this might not be the easiest, easiest of times, but a time where you are still with them and present. And let us be your hands and feet, offering blessings and life, light to those who need it. 
We are thankful, Lord, for the season, for all of those with a heart of generosity, all who have contributed to make sure that families and children will not go without this holiday season, for those that have contributed to many mansions and the like to make sure that kids have presents under their tree. We give thanks. We take a moment to lift up the prayers that are on our hearts this day. As your people of faith, we join together in the prayer that your son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Sweet. 
Our scripture reading today is from the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
Thank you for that applause. We should pass that on to Tracy and to uh, Gloria. We will. Gloria's done a, a wonderful job. We don't see her in these worship services, but she's working behind the scenes to uh, record pieces with our tech people or identify pieces that will help to uh, strengthen our worship service. And we thank her as we have thanked Jenny. We want to thank Gloria for the work that, that she is doing, as well as our soloists who, who help to enrich our worship experience. That last piece is one that I, uh, I feel touched by often, and I, I think you will find it um, opening your heart to the the words that we look at today of our story. So I want to begin by just reminding you of a very simple fact that as we come to this blessed season of preparation for Christmas, during these terribly challenging days of, of physical distancing and social dislocation that we're all feeling and illness that many people are having. We're reminded of how important our attitude towards our circumstance is. And we have the spiritual power to approach this time as people of faith and make the best of it finding ways to be hopeful, asserting joyfulness, establishing peace among us, extending love. We have the choices to, to do that or not to do that. We have the opportunity to live faithfully 
and spread the spirit of the season all around us. Nothing is stopping us from doing that. We can color our world with Christmas. You are invited to be a bearer of God's light to the world. That is what our faith is about, to let God's light refract through you to the world around you by way of your words and by way of your actions. And so help God paint this season in vibrant colors, pushing back the grays and the darkness of pandemic life with the spiritual connectivity and the beauty of your vibrant faith. We're using the artwork of Swanson to help think again about the Christmas story, encourage us to be free with the color palette of our faith. To not hold back, but rather spread the colors of Christmas all over the place. I want to take a moment to thank John for his acquaintance and what has developed into a friendship and the permission that he has given me to bring up this artwork uh, in printed or in visual form uh, for our worship service. It started out with a three-piece, uh, it's called a tri tripec, three panels, and then he developed into a seven-paneled piece of artwork to tell the Christmas story, and we'll move through those over these weeks. Each piece is biblically based. Our scripture this morning focus on, focuses on the part of the nativity story that we call the Annunciation. The angel Gabriel comes to the teenage Mary, announces God's intention to involve her in God's revelation. And she will be overshadowed by the Holy Spirit and give birth to God's Son. This is both fantastic and it is disturbing news. Fantastic in that the long-awaited Messiah is on his way to save Israel. Disturbing in that Mary is engaged and should not become pregnant. Yet Mary consents, let it be with me according to your word. And we should be amazed at Mary's positive attitude, her faithfulness in obeying God as God leads her into a difficult and awkward circumstance. She is rightly to be honored and should be revered. Who among us would have done such a thing? Think of it. When most of us think of this biblical story, we imagine it as a private moment, don't you? As a private moment between the angel and this 
young girl, somewhat terrified at first and then, then resolute. We have to work hard, actually, to think of Mary as a young girl rather than seeing her as most often we do as more adult mother. When most artists convey images of the Annunciation of Mary, she is usually presented by herself with angels all around or with the baby Jesus or sometimes even with the dying Jesus. Dressed in blue and white, porcelain skin, wise demeanor, halo, well-placed. The artists who do these pieces of work are usually lifting up her sainthood, as, as perhaps we should all feel about her. The mother of God imagery. The paintings or sculptures become objects of devotion in themselves for many of us. It's not just good mediums that evoke the worshiping spirit within us. Now, John Swanson, even though he is a very devout Roman Catholic, has taken a different tack and is after a different outcome. So let's take a look at the seriograph entitled The Visit. Is it up there on the screen for you? Can you see it fairly well? Try to keep your six-foot distance from one another, but if you need to move a little bit more towards the view of the screen, please do that. First off, as you look at it, there is a lot going on. The sun in the other town at the top ought to catch your eye right off the bat. And from there you see a winding road leading down into all this action of the seriograph in the middle. A casual look at this and you will see many people in the fields, in the shops, or in residences. This is the, the small village of Nazareth, bustling with real life. Follow the middle path down, and, and in our second image segment that we're pulling up for you, take a notice of how there are children playing in the field, enjoying companionship and fun with themselves. And then in our third image here, see how there's merchants with goods on donkeys. Do you see it there? Travelers getting water from the town's fountain. More merchants and travelers. But where is Mary? Where is Mary in all of this? If you were to scan down, you'd reach this segment that we're bringing up for you right now where you find her in the bottom right of the whole panel. And what is she doing? She is feeding the chickens. She's caught in a scene doing some basic chores Three angels at her right. I'm guessing that the one in the lead is probably Gabriel. So now back to the whole image again. Here's what John says about this piece. This is one of the most elaborate of my seriograph editions that I have done. It presents Mary as a member of a community 
in which each cares for each other. I wanted to show her as part of a larger group, village or community, as she would have been in real life. Her formation and her character would have been formed by the people around her and by her Jewish religion and those stories. You know, the African proverb, it takes a whole village to raise a child, is a timeless one, and I am sure that it would have been part of the way things were done in those biblical days. Now, what is John talking about when he talks about Jewish religion and the stories that are a background and foundational to Mary. Well, he spent a lot of time in this artwork trying to lift up these stories and present them to you. And with our tech people, we're going to try to help you uh, center in and see them a little bit better. Down the left side of this seriograph, you're going to see these images, which uh, we're going to bring up for you uh, one at a time. The first one is Elijah sweeping away or being swept away in a fiery chariot. Do you see that there? Do you notice that? Okay, in our, in our next image here, you see the house of a scholar and Moses before the burning bush. These would have been parts of Mary's, what would you say, religious self, uh, subconscious, things that would have fed her understanding of self and of her community. In the next slide, we're focusing in, again, on the left-hand side here, of Daniel and the lion's den, of Joshua sounding the ram's horn before the walls of Jericho. She probably would taught these stories on the knees of her mother. Musicians play in the house of a weaver, the care and the harvest of an orchard. In our next image, as we're moving down this left side, we see Moses striking the walk, a rock and water pouring out. Do you see that? Can you identify that? And then Jonah being swallowed by a whale. Maybe a number of nighttime stories to Mary as she was falling asleep from her mother Anna about Jonah. A little further down, we see the image of Ruth and Naomi. Certainly that would have formed her sense of religious background and Ruth gleaning in the fields. And then Adam and Eve down there, you see them kind of running and, and trying to get away. Now, if, if we were to go to the right side, which we're going to now with these images, and come down the right side of this seriograph, you see Noah welcoming the dove carrying an olive branch. Do you see that? And then in the, in the next image, three young men dance with an angel in the fiery furnace. Can you say the names of those three? It's from the book of Daniel. Yeah, Rachel's got it. And then, like a tree growing by the stream, and then Abraham's sacrifice. And then in our next image, David defeating Goliath and Queen Esther. Uh, Queen Esther probably would have been something that all the young Jewish girls would have had in their memory of, of how God has worked, not just with the men, but also with the women of faith over time. And then David playing his harp. And in our next set of images, in this next segment, you see David plays the pipes to his flock. And, and Jacob gives Joseph 
his coat. Remember the story of Joseph? Part of Mary's religious memory that informs how she makes sense of the world. Joseph thrown into the well. What a terrible turn of events that was. But then Joseph later on in Egypt forgiving his brothers. What an act of graciousness that must have been. That whole story of the patriarchs is a part of what was rich in Mary's background. And then in our next image, she feeds the hungry with good things is portrayed. And then at the bottom of this seriograph, we get a, a set of images also. They're, they're back there. Um, you see the tree of life with branches high and roots deep. And then you see the peaceable kingdom. I've got that in the larger version of what Swanson has made as a, as a seriograph at my home, the peaceable kingdom. Here it is, jammed in a little bit in the back behind the angel's wings. And then on the left side, Jacob wrestling with the angel and the right, Jacob's dream. Back to the whole image again. If, if you can imagine what we did was walk down the left-hand side of the image and then we walk down the right-hand side of the image and all of those are there. And by doing that, Swanson is telling us this is a part of the collective memory of a young Jewish girl living in Nazareth. It informs the whole community, but it informs her. These are the stories which would have been the memories of the villagers passed on by their ancestors, giving them a sense of identity of who they were and a sense of purpose of who they were supposed to be about on behalf of God the shoulders on which they were standing. God had been active in their lives for centuries, leading them towards better lives, to being more righteous and more holy. They were a blessed and a chosen people they, they knew, and they sorely awaited the Messiah and the return of David's kingdom. This is what I love about this piece of his artwork. All of those images brought up. Because we are like that too. We may not be as cognizant of all of these images, but these images through our Old Testament studies and our Old Testament Jewish foundation of faith are a part of our lifeblood, are part of our collective memory. A host of prior influences and background stories that have shaped us and ready us for these moments of our lives. We stand here today equipped to face our challenges by all that has gone before us. All that is on those panels coming down that enrich our sense of God's love and caring, attentiveness and redemption of us. Gertrude Mueller Nelson, who is an authority on myths and rituals, 
has reflected upon this piece of art. And she shares these words. A new day breaks over the world. The people awaken and set about their tasks. Each has a talent to contribute, a chore to attend. There are ordinary daily actions that few would deem world-shaking, yet left undone, would fail to make the world go forward. Their ordinary actions set life in motion. The field must be plowed and the apples picked. The harpist makes music so the children can dance. The old and the sick must be bathed and fed. The scriptures read, the bread baked, the animals watered, the laundry washed and hung in the sun. The weaver creates a new cloth. The mother feeds her children. The carpenter makes sturdy furniture. The vinter waters the vine. Women draw water from the springs. The vendors sell their wares. The shepherds let their flock into the pasture. Daily life is the material of spiritual life. It's that simple. It's so simple that few of us want to believe it. A spiritual life is not about escaping the world and its daily requirements. It's about infusing the world with a vision of the holy. Then we begin to weave real community, like a bright whole tapestry where your task hinges on mine. Your job mends where mine is worn thin. This is not the milling of people where each person uses the next for personal ambition. But here each brings a gift to the rest of the world so that we can live in harmony. My job, for my job and your job is a grand business it is to find God. Not just dwelling in the hot sun's eye, but discovering the divine in the earthly tasks at hand. Then we entertain angels. The divine and the human meet. Heaven and earth are one. We are a similar people in that we are shaped by the same narratives as Mary. Yes, but a few more that will unfold during this blessed season that we celebrate and later with Easter and Pentecost and 20 centuries of Christendom. Those are the images that are on the border of our lives, infusing our 
memory. We are people of the story of an act of God. And we are or should be doing our best to listen, to learn, and to respond to this God. We are a people who are yearning for the coming of God's consummation in God's kingdom. We are a people looking for the holy amid the common and the everyday. And we live among one another, relying on each other to varying degrees and aiding one another as best we can, or at least we should be. It is God's intention that we would be. Our children are who they are due to the frame of reference our faith gives them for meaning and purpose that you have passed on as parents and how we have actually lived out those values in our words and in our lives in front of them so that they have seen what is essential and true and right, noble and holy. We have a milieu of meaning and a village of helpers surrounding us even in these pandemic days. Mary had hers and we have ours. And in that Bethlehem village of person making that is going on among the commonplace and among the ordinary, we see the divine bursting out doing a new thing. And those of us with the gifts and the graces to discern the Spirit, we open ourselves and we welcome God into our lives, saying, let it be according to your will with me. Let it be so with me according to your will. For this is the true root of joy in human life, illumined for us in this season. So, dear friends, let Swanson's colorful artwork and imagery awaken you to your opportunity to do some coloring, to use some vibrant colors like he has to brighten the drabness and the dullness that seems to be all around you. Grab the palette of your faith, full of joy this day. And spread it around the canvas of your life. Looking at the Christmas story in a new way. Full of vibrant colors of life. 
of influence, of memory made real, thriving, refracted through you to your family and your community. Let the story of Christmas in a new way, full of vibrant colors of life, decide this year in particular for yourself that you will color your world with Christmas. Amen. about the ways in which our lives have been painted and colored with God's grace and God's beauty. We think about the layers of our past and how our stories mix with other stories to create a beautiful tapestry or mural that represents God's light to the world. The gifts that we give to God help to continue to color the world with Christmas. So we invite you to prayerfully consider how you might give as you receive a gift of music.
please join me in prayer. Almighty God, in this season when we celebrate the coming of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks and praise. You created all things and called them good. You made us in your own image. Even though we rebelled against your love, you did not desert us. Deliver us from captivity and make you delivered us from captivity and made covenant to be our sovereign God. You spoke to us through prophets who looked for that day when justice shall roll down like waters and righteousness like an everlasting stream. When nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Therefore, with the prophets and all who have looked for a better age to come, with your people in all ages and a whole company of heaven, we join the song of unending praise. Holy is your name and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ, whom you sent in the fullness of time to be a light to the nations. You scatter the proud in the imagination of their hearts and have mercy on those who fear you from generation to generation. You put down the mighty from their thrones and exalt those of low degree. You fill the hungry with good things and send the exploited um, away empty. Your own son came among us as a servant. To be Emmanuel, your presence among us. He humbled himself in obedience to your will and freely accepted death on a cross. On the night he offered himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. And when the supper was over, he cooked the cup and again he offered you thanks, giving it to his disciples and saying, drink from this all of you for this is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you eat and drink it in remembrance of me. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from captivity to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant. Therefore, in remembrance of all your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we ask that you accept this, our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, which we offer in union with Christ's sacrifice for us as a living and holy surrender of ourselves. Send the power of your Holy Spirit on us and on these gifts of bread and cup that we may know the presence of the living Christ. Be one, in body, one body in him, cleansed by his blood. Faithfully serve him in the world and look forward to that day foretold by prophets and apostles when the one who came in humility and the one who comes today in word and spirit shall come in final victory. Through him, with him, and in him, all unity, in unity with the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God. Amen. Amen. We invite you to partake of your Holy Communion as we receive the gift of music. 
Thank you so much for joining us for worship today. May God bless you in all ways. We take a step closer to Christmas now, and we are encouraged to be mindful of how we might color our world with Christmas through our words and our actions. Make a difference. Make a difference. Bring joy into other people's lives as well as your own. Now, one opportunity for joy happens this afternoon on our church's YouTube channel at 4 o'clock. There will be a broadcast of last year's Christmas cantata along with a video of this year's crush lighting that happened last Sunday afternoon. So please join us again today, later this afternoon, and enjoy. So now, go in faith with the joy of this season. Be safe, stay healthy, and know that you are loved. Amen. <laughs>